boom, boom, boom. We're good. Cool. All right. So, um, fucking intro. How you doing? Good. good. Welcome, everybody. Thank you. This is a podcast. Welcome to the internet. Thank you. For, <laughs> it's, uh, I've, heard, I've heard a lot about it. Uh, I'm glad to finally be here. You've been here before. Visit. I mean, to the internet. To the internet. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Well, cheers to that. Cheers. Cheers, boys. cheers everybody. That's that, that's a fine beer right there. I like Yeah, that. man. You know, we were talking about this yesterday. Uh, you know, fatheads get shit on, but they're, well, they're a, popular. A good no bullshit brewery, just like a Sierra Nevada. I'm not a big gingling fan or the taste of it, but well, I just walked all the way up the hill. I needed, hey, I needed something light fine. and frothy. It's fine. I'm not gonna be like fuck yingling. If somebody hands me a yingling, I'll drink it. Yeah, yo, for sure. You know. They have they have an excellent Reuben at Fatheads. And uh, I've never had a Fatheads beer that I didn't like, so. Amen, brother. Well, I'm sitting here today with two very, very fine gentlemen. Introduce yourselves and let's uh, let's talk about what we're talking about today. Uh, my name's John. Uh, I play in a band called Jake the Hawk and uh, do some other, yeah, other nonsense around town. My name is Chad. Uh, I run Riff Zealot. We work with bands to do merchandise and album reviews, stuff like that. Super, super, super cool. And I guess we're, uh, I guess we're here to talk about country music. Yes, this was a conversation that you, John, John, had decided that you wanted to have with us today. Well, I, I thought sparked from my country music video that I did. Yeah, which, a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, but uh, well, I mean, I, I think I come, you know, as as an outsider, more or less. I mean, growing up in Western Pennsylvania, it's always been kind of a fixture in my life. But up until I was, I don't know, twenty nine, it was like a super lame thing to say. Like, you know, <laughs> you're like I like I like all music other than country. I like everything but rap and country. Country yeah. and rap is crap, or you know, or whatever people say. Um, and then I was like, oh, well, I like folk music or I like, you know, I like Americana. And it only took me to the past year to be like, no, fuck it. I like country music. And, you know, just kind of getting into kind of understanding the genre. And this is like for anybody in the audience that's like a very serious lifelong country person. You're going to get mad at me because this is a total outsider perspective. This is the perspective for the, you know, the metalhead or whatever that grew up in like now what I kind of find really redeeming about the genre and interesting and refreshing. Sure. Chad, where are you at with country? See, I have a slightly different perspective as I grew up on country. Both of my parents are from the deep south. Country was Bible in my household, except for the fact that if you ask either one of my parents, country music died around 1983. Okay. And so I was raised that pretty much anything after that was garbage and you don't listen to it. And so <laughs> as, you know, typical rebellious teenager, I decided that all of it was shitty when I got a little older. Okay. And then I started to get back into the the old stuff with my dad and was like, started to notice that a lot of the, what I consider country now, which as you alluded to, people have decided to hashtag is Americana for whatever reason, mm. because country has been co-opted, but we can get to that. I feel like a, a lot of genres go through that, like rock in general. Like there's so many bands like we're not a rock band. We're alternative indie. Go fuck yourself. You're a rock. Right, you're band. a rock band. Exactly. <laughs> like, what's well, the big deal? Well, you run into that and you'll be like, uh, I'm, I'm sure you have this problem, but I have this problem. If someone's like, what do you play? And I'm like, oh, we're a hard rock band. And then he'll be like, oh, hell yeah, man. I love Drowning Pool. And then I immediately, <laughs> I immediately go, whoa, 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 whoa. No, fuck that. I'm cooler than that. You know, and it's and it's, and it's kind of the same thing with that. Um, and I think it's just an outsider perspective because I think the community that we grew up in is very predisposed to be very critical of that kind of thing. But I think, um, you know, just realizing that there's the whole subset of it, like with any genre, that's, Super great. So I think that's kind of what I wanted to come on and talk about. Like, and there's a little, actually just recently in the news, some like really cool things coming out of that community. Um, so that's, that's what, that's the flag I wanted to fly today. All right. So, well, let's start at the start. I am somebody who I mentioned before in my video that I posted that I don't have a problem with country music. I just don't know anything about it. I haven't taken the time to really dig into it, but I hear things and things are cool. That sure. I've heard. So what would you suggest to somebody like me, an artist? Who should I listen to? Where, 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 what, 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 well, yeah. Well, <laughs> um, 
uh, link in the description. Hopefully, uh, we have we br- we brought a Spotify playlist with us. Oh, okay. Um, even though Spotify is evil. Well, um, I can. But, uh, I, I can actually pull up uh, Spotify if you want to send me the link. Yeah. Uh, oh, you like right I now? I can pull it up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, it's uh, actually if you search my name on there is a uh, Dune Shaper, and it's the playlist is called Real Country. Um, but uh, where what I would go with is uh, yeah. Oh yeah, there, John Huxley and uh, one of my playlists right there, Real Country. Oh, it's me and uh. Homie from Waxbrain, we're hard styling and howlers. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Waxbrain. That band R. is tight. Oh, they're they're, they're hilarious. Oops, they're great. I, f- I fucked that up. That's like not the if, right one. Where's the right one? There it is. Okay. They're like if Toke had sweep picking. But uh, so <laughs> I don't know. Just uh, t- I'd say uh, you know Tyler Childers making a lot of waves with his political statements lately, but also amazing singer songwriter. Uh, Billy Strings, you know, just playing really great traditional bluegrass, but again in like kind of a modern, relevant way, and not just an old guy way. Um, Sturgill Simpson's great. Um, Jillian Welch, Jillian Wel- uh, Chris Stapleton, as well as if you go back to his band, he used to be in the Steel Drivers. Some really good stuff there that I actually think is really accessible to fans of rock because there's a lot of elements that I think you'd find familiar. This playlist you got to shuffle. I yeah, I see. There's a whole lot of Tyler Childers on here. Yeah. We well, got you got you our get- Sturgill Simpson. You got to shuffle the playlist. You okay, can't just fair yeah, enough. Fair yeah. enough. A lot of Billy Strings. Uh, various. But uh, it's not a very long playlist, but it's just like kind of like the sound that I'm uh, honestly like the thing that I find really appealing is uh, kind of people that have kind of the more traditional kind of bluegrass kind of instrumentation and production. That's really refreshing to me is like a metal guy or a hard rock guy or whatever, because like like homie i can hear you sweet pick i can hear i can hear all the you know the nice production and the cool and i've listened to pink floyd and all the layers and soundscapes like i get it like what's really exciting to me as a listener right now is oh man that's just a guy with an acoustic guitar and a guy with a mandolin and a guy with a fiddle and they're all singing harmonies and it sounds sick and they're all better musicians than i will ever be and that's like super cool um or there's a guy playing a telecaster just through a clean amp which is terrifying to me because I'm a bad guitar player, um, you know, and he's just like killing it. And like, that's super refreshing to me. And it's got, you know, there's a lot of musicianship and a lot of soul there and there's a lot of songwriting. Um, Cause like growing up, I would have told you that I thought that lyrics were stupid, you know, like, you know, they're, they're in a song as long as they're not too dumb, you know, they're fine. But I think it was just because I kind of grew up in like the new metal era and, you know, everything was just kind of really down the center lane. Whereas like this is a genre that like, you know, that the lyrics are really a cornerstone of it. And there's some really cool things and it's not. Um, and I guess what I'm talking about is not the kind of top 40 country, but this what people call Americana. Um, it's great. Um, I kind of came in. That was a, that I was think a that terrible that, speech. Did that make well, any no. sense? I think that that is where a lot of confusion maybe happens yeah. with what country is because like rap and hip hop and met every genre goes through this. You know what I mean? Like people hear rock and they're like drowning pool. Yeah. Well, you it's, know, I people th- who hear country and they're like Luke Bryant. Well, well I think, I think there's an, an assumption of a lack of relatability. I don't live in the woods. I don't drive a truck. I'm not a Republican. So, what could I relate to country music? But a lot of these modern artists, when you start to listen to their words, there really is a relatability to a whole lot of people. And you don't have to have lived the exact same lifestyle that they've lived to, for the words to resonate with you. It's something yeah. that really has struck me, especially with Sturgill Simpson and Tyler's songwriting. Well, well also a lot of like that stuff is incredibly left wing. I mean, if you look at, uh, you know, Tyler posted this like bombshell, uh, kind of Facebook, I won't call it a rant because it was very reserved, but like, you know, super, super lefty, like, you know, super pro labor, super union kind of stuff. And that's, that's awesome. I mean, you can't, you know, it's the, the genre is very broad and very diverse. Um, But I think it's, uh, you know, I think the, they were like, oh, well, this stuff is Americana, but it's like, no, it's not, you can't kick them out of country. This is country too. It's as broad a genre as rock is. And, you yeah. know, and there's good rock and bad rock and there's good hip hop and bad hop. Hip hop, no, and there's smart country and dumb country, and <laughs> not good anime and yeah, bad anime. Right. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> but I and again, I think anybody who listens to country would be like, well, fucking obviously, but we're not people that listen to a lot of country, so I'm trying to 
anyway. trying to inject it into the community. <laughs> the sure. rebranding that country went through in kind of the mid nineties, I, I watched it happen again, having my family's all from the South. So I, I know a bit more about it than your average person who doesn't listen to it a lot, just because of hearing it through family exposure. And the joke was always, if you play a country song backwards, you get your house back, your job back, your wife back, <laughs> all of that. And country really pushed back against that in the early nineties and basically turned itself into pop music with a little bit more instrument inst- instrumental talent. And it, it hit, it sold. Yeah. I mean, and so they really doubled down on it. And for the last 20 some odd years, that that's been what country is, is basically pop music with a little more dobro. traditional. Yeah. Country yeah. music with a dobro yeah. sample. And yeah. It, or, you know, a pop music with, you know, Oh, we got a slide guitar. It must be a country song now. Whereas if you took genres away and played a lot of like, I'm not going to name names. I don't want to insult anybody, but you play some of these, more popular country artists now. If I played that to you in a vacuum and didn't tell you this was a country artist, didn't let you see a picture of them wearing a cowboy hat, <laughs> you would not assume this was a country song. You would assume I had pulled this from the latest top 40 station. So it's almost like they created the genre of Americana to stuff all the old, the artists that were doing things their traditional, traditional way in. Yeah. Sure. Because they didn't want to mess up their new brand of country. And there's nothing wrong. You know, you know, if you, if you're on a pontoon boat at the regatta, like, you know, that's like, Luke Bryan's killing it at doing that. But, you know, uh, it's just a thing. I think there's definitely a there's place a, there's a place for everything. For pop country, and I'm not even, like, yeah. going to be like, oh, fuck that, even though I'm not really interested in it. Oh, I, exactly. I, it's I, just I, I hate it, but I acknowledge that there's a yeah, place for it. Yeah, I think it. that the world is a miserable place, and everybody deserves to have happiness somewhere. If, if yeah. it's Luke Bryant, whatever. You know, we're is not going to be on the it, same boat anytime soon. But is it Brian or Bryant? I have no fucking idea. Cool. He's Gwen Stefani's guy. That's what I know. Wait, really? Isn't he? I don't know. Yeah, I think. Oh, oh maybe. Oh, wow. She she really sold out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, she I, apparently I, only well, likes there, guys whose there, music I have no interest in listening. <laughs> there's great. There's a great uh, Tyler quote because he gets asked all the time or he like won some award for being Americana and he was like, fuck off. I've never played Americana in my life. I'm a country artist. Um, and he said, uh, like the pop country or whatever is confusing the props for the play. Um, and he's like, you got, you know, trucks and solo cups and all that stuff, but you're confusing the props for the play. And I think that's a really eloquent, you know, nice way to say it. Um, that's interesting and everything has a place. Yeah. And I think that people really, whether no, no matter how like, intricate and understanding i think people try to be people really lean on stereotypes and assumptions sure i mean like from anything to you know music to political leanings to condiments that they put on their french fries like you know people make assumptions about other people based on the small things that they enjoy yeah well i mean and uh, things in boxes yeah because i guess it's easier to digest things that way and i feel like for a lot of people i mean it's really most people, you know, grow up listening to Drowning Pool are probably going to be listening to Drowning Pool until, you know, they're fucking 50. They're probably still wearing their OzFest 2001 shirt on the weekends, you know, but I, I have a retort. But OK, ahead. I was just gonna, I was going to say, but it's like, you know, even though these people may be interested in some of this other music, more harder edge traditional country, it's just like you got to put them in that place. What you said, like, yeah playing something to them blind without the cowboy hat, without all of the branding. And I think that that was where I fell into an understanding of this stuff was I found that some artists that I had been engaging with had some country leans, yeah. like somebody like an Emma Ruth Rundle. I was like, I love Emma Ruth Rundle. And I was like, this kind of sounds like country. It pretty much is, but it has a little bit of a darker edge that connects with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you could put a, a country get up on her and she could probably play for anybody in fucking, you know, Alabama. And, 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 that, it, and that, it plays on what you said that nuance takes effort and people don't like effort. So mm-hmm. they would just rather assume that all country music is this way. All hip hop is this way. All heavy metal is this way because this, then I don't well, have to this, think about it. This conversation that we are having, we could have about literally any genre. We're just having it, you know, to an audience of, you know, punks and hipsters and metalheads and stuff. Sure. So that's why we're talking about this. By the way, that new Emma song with, with Val, Val, the Valley that came out this week. I didn't listen to it yet, but I'm sure it's good. Track of the year. 
Yeah. The first one they did, she did drop with Thou a little earlier. It was great, really heavy. This one starts off like an Emma song, and then it just goes and goes and goes. And then when like the Thou part kicks in, track of the year. It's an eight-minute right. song that's actually interesting for eight minutes. No, I was, cool. I'm so mad when it ends. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with country music, but God damn, that song is good. Yeah, no, no. I think that it that's a really, really cool collaboration because I feel like, especially when it comes to Thou, they're like a band that I think does really, really cool dynamic stuff, but it's just not dynamic enough for me. Well, the, I mean, like I've seen them like I, re- I did sound yeah. when they played at Get Hip and like they were all super, super nice and like they're super really, really professional, really, like, really cool. They played a really good. show. I was like, I totally get this. It's not one thousand percent my thing. Right. But I understand what's happening here. But like hearing them with the Emma stuff thrown in really just adds that nice like, you know, you're a chef. You know, sometimes you just need a little bit of lemon juice and it throws everything in a different place. Sure. I mean, they, uh, <laughs> um, no, I mean, that was a super great band. And all I hear, I, all I hear about is like professionalism and musicianship and they're just like the best. And like having that extra weapon of Emma with them just gives them the ability to be so much more broad than they are. Cause mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah, thou, I get to be in a particular mood to listen to thou or Conan or primitive man. I'm sure somebody will be like, Oh, those guys aren't the same at all, but they are to me because, uh, <laughs> You know, I got to be in a particular mood, but with Emma, thou just like, and also the same with Emma, like Emma does a thing that I love, but them together, they just, mm-hmm. it's incredible. It was like the day Val quick clicked for me. I was, I bought Rhea Sylvia on vinyl and was listening to that album and realized this is what grunge would sound like if all those bands hadn't died of heroin overdoses. <laughs> like if Lane Staley and all those did, did they have, kept going sure. and kept evolving. I think that's what grunge would sound like now is it sound like thou. Yeah. There's a really interesting thing that that band is doing. Um, thou it, loves Nirvana more than with anybody their, loves Nirvana with the, the nuance, like the nuance in that band is really, really cool. Um, yeah. I'm happy they exist. Yeah. I'll throw that out there. I don't yeah. listen to them enough, but I'm happy they exist. Well, I'm ha- well, I, I mean, I don't listen. I would never thought that a thou song was going to be my track of the year, but right now that Emma thou song, like, Absolutely. Just they also killed that Allison Chains cover on the yeah. third redo. Oh yeah, their version of Them Bones is incredible. Um, but anyway, uh back to <laughs> things that you wouldn't expect country music yes. and just engaging with it. I think the conversation really becomes how do you get because most people don't give a fuck about music the way we probably give a fuck about music. Sure. So, I mean, I think we all reach a point in our lives when we start wanting, we engage with music on a different, for different reasons. I think, you know, like a lot of people put on music because it's a wallpaper. Well, yeah. Wallpaper. It's, 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 it sets the vibe for whatever the evening is that they're having, you know, whether yeah. they're, in the truck driving or hanging out, crushing some beers with friends, fishing or crushing, on, crushing beers in the truck driving. Yeah. Or that <laughs> as well. Um, but um, I think that active music listeners, it's a lot easier to have a conversation like this with. And, but the point I think is you want to reach non active music listeners and try to get them to change the way that they feel about and engage with music, but I don't, I don't know how you do that. Well, I mean, at that point, um, I mean, you're just talking about like what things appeal to you sonically, what things appeal to you melodically. Like, you know, some people find the sound of like, you know, a violin, like really appealing. And some people find the sound of that to just be really off putting, just like some people find the sound of an eight Oh eight to be really appealing. And some people are like gross, you know, that's just the way it is. I mean, and if you're, if you're, there's nothing wrong with that and, you know, do what you do. And not everyone is like a super aggressive, you know, meticulous music listener. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so, I mean, but how to engage with those people? I don't, I mean, I don't think it's really, it, at some point, I don't even think it's really about like winning hearts and minds. It's just about, you know, but if you're, but if you're interested in it, it's out there. I think that's more of the thing is if you are interested in it, there's something out there for you. Yeah. It's but like, I, I think like you if hit you're the nail a, on the head there, though, as a lot of modern country music as what you would hear on the radio, 
is designed to be pop music for rural America. Nobody sits down with the latest Taylor Swift album and goes, I'm really going to dive into this and I want to analyze this and really I mean, look so, into it. I mean, someone has, and I think Taylor Swift takes her art seriously, but... But it's not good art. <laughs> but with a lot of the Americana, you, you got to work at it a little bit. It's You actually have to listen to the words, listen to the what's going on there. And if you want background music, it's probably not for you, and that's okay. But... It's never going to really, again, appealing to the masses. It's probably just not because the masses don't really want to sit and really deep dive into an album because if they did, the stuff that was popular would be completely different than what's popular. Well, that, well, it's like, you know, Five Finger Death Punch fans don't want to listen to Opeth. And uh, I can't even make a hip hop comparison because I'm not even, I only know what I know, so I can't even make that analogy. But Run you, the Jewels would jump in there for me you, well, sure you, but you get you get my point i mean but but that being i guess the point that i'm trying to make is that if you're looking for it it's there like i mean if you want to hear like you know just like miserable you know pissed off anti-company music it's there if you want to hear like just amazing brilliant musicianship like you know just you know next level arrangements and nuance it's there like if you're looking for that it's absolutely there, you know, beyond kind of what is, uh, the, you know, the over-marketed stuff. I've always thought about if I had the ability to go into a time machine, right? Being in the 60s and 70s and artists that are super revered now, you yeah. know, what was it? What was their like public persona really like then? Like, sure, Led Zeppelin was a big band. How big were they if you were living in that time frame? You know what I mean? Like Johnny Cash. You could well, like, I mean, a big musician, but like the whole idea of pop culture barely existed back then. So it's like, you know, people were like, oh, things were so different then. And you romanticize this idea of these artists that were so big. But I feel like there's a good chance that Johnny Maga, Cash bro. was no fucking bigger than a st- how Sturgill Simpson is today. Absolutely. It really hasn't changed. Our perception has changed. Well, that, you, you well, go back and look at the, the charts and what was popular, what actually sold well back then. And then you go and listen to your classic rock station. You're like, huh, none of these songs are the songs that get played on the classic rock station. You know, again, like, like Led Zeppelin said, we was rem- panned we were, at the time. We romanticize yeah. it. And now we look back and go, look at all that great music. And you're like, well, there was, there was also a lot of shit back then too. And that shit sold incredibly well. We just have chosen not to remember it because <laughs> it was shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, if you look at the, uh, like, the Eagles, like, you know, they were popular and successful, but the Eagles didn't become the Eagles trademark until they invented classic rock radio in the 80s after the Eagles broke up. And then it was like, oh, man, back in this, you know, when I think back in the 70s, the Eagles, you know, they were doing arenas and stuff, but they were just, they weren't the Eagles, you know, like, yeah. you know, in big old, uh, so yeah, I mean there. Oh, I mean you could say that about anything. Like you know, rose colored glasses on anything. But um, and I honestly like, I don't know that much about the history of country music. I mean about like you know what people would can you know I know about you know Hank Williams the first. I know about Johnny Cash and Johnny Paycheck, and I know that um, you know everything that I learned from Tales from the Tour Bus on Cinemax, which is really good and you should watch. But uh, but I mean I don't know anything about it. Uh, and uh. So this is, I think that's what's valuable, valuable about my message is that this is a pure cold outsider perspective. Sure. I think that there is a lot to probably learn about in terms of the history of country music. But at the same time, like, I don't know a whole lot about the history of classic rock and I love rock and I don't know. It's interesting to know, but it doesn't affect my enjoyment. Yeah. I don't know how much we're supposed to know. I mean, you know, I, like, it, it's just like, I, I, I like that. Like, I like, you know, I like these old Iron Maiden records, yeah. but like, I don't know every fucking detail about the band and I don't need to know every detail about the band. Well, and I would like, and uh, I'm interested in that and I'll watch documentaries about albums that I'll never listen to. And I'll be like, oh, this is the first time that this was ever implemented yeah, on a record. That's fun. But like when I'm hanging out, like I'm not going to put that on and be at a party and be like. Hey guys, this is the first time this was ever implemented on a record. Like, <laughs> it's, you like you like what you like, and you like you know sonically, whether it's pedal steel guitar, whether it's eight oh eight, or whether it's 
you know, a Mesa boogie triple wreck. Like, you know, you like what you like and things speak to you and everything has a place. I guess it's kind of like if somebody's like, well, I like all music except country. Why? Like, why right. are you saying that well, out because loud? It's, well, it's because it's cool to say that. Well, I don't think people really think it. it's like, I feel like there's more than that. Like what, like how right. did yeah, that get beat into you that this is something like, that you say? Well, people, what people say about that about rap country too. that yeah. you say that it's driving you away. Is it the assumed political ideology? Is it the assumed there is twang a- and whatnot that you just is sonically something you just can't get into? Is it that you have only heard really bad country music? Well, there, there is an assumed political ideology and it's partially just like a, you know, where you're at, like, you know, probably, you know, and just like, you know, if you grew up in like, you know, a hard rock context, probably the only country you've been exposed to is what you heard at the mall. And like, of course you're going to hate that. And I hate that. And, you know, um, so like it, you can't, you know, blame anybody for that. That's it's just, like, it's like assuming all Italian food is the olive garden. Exactly. It's painting with way too broad strokes. Yeah. So, I mean, really we're just taking an hour to make that very yeah. simple point. So hey. you can just cut this entire <laughs> podcast down to what he if just we said. Boil hey, Stacy, one thing. Do you want to come in here for a minute? Get on this microphone real quick. If we're going to talk about here, soup salad, zo- zoom sticks. down to your right just a little bit. Zoom down. Yeah, zoom on down. Okay, I'm cool. We're talking about soup salad and breadsticks. All right. So, what is your perception of country music? Um, modern country music isn't country music. It's pop. Um, that's what I feel about it right now. I love, um, the older stuff like Johnny Cash and, uh, Willie Nelson. I view Fleetwood Mac in some sense to be sort of country folk. Um, I love folk music. Um, but yeah, modern country is not country. It's, it's pop. Now, does that have to do with like, maybe just like music that you were brought up around and stuff that your family was listening to, or did you discover any like country on your own? Um, because like, you're like a bit of a weirdo for those that don't know you. I mean, like, you know, you're a, a nine inch nails, gothy industrial motherfucker, but Um, you, you like all kinds of music. I I grew up with like all kinds of music because my dad, um, was just well-rounded in everything. Even like to think of, Um, so, uh, he just made sure that I was exposed to a lot of different types of music growing up. Um, and, uh, I just kind of made my own, uh, I don't know. Assumptions. Assumptions or, um, thoughts based on the different things that I heard. We would talk about it, um, what I liked about different things and what I didn't like about it. Um, and he would like quiz me on different things too sometimes, but, um, just like, I guess growing up in the nineties, I kind of missed like a lot of like the, that older stuff that I, that I told you, I just, I really liked. That's why Um, I I was kind of more into (laughs) like, I kind of was like hearing on the radio more like Shania Twain and all of like, uh, Leanne rhymes. And that's whenever that country crossover into pop kind of was happening. Um, and for the longest time I was just like, I don't like country music, but growing up and like realizing that like, it's not actually country music, it's pop. Um, there's different types of pop that I do enjoy, but like for some reason that, that crossover, that's an it interesting just doesn't point. mesh with me. Yeah. For some reason. Because I think there's definitely pop music that I like. Yeah. That I've yeah. always enjoyed. I, I just kind of feel like the the country music that is happening now is like a lot more like whiny and like you're complaining about something or maybe it's like a love ballad. But usually it's about like 
uh, it, it just seems like there's a lot of like domestic violence happening in it, which upsets me. Um, uh, Carrie Underwood, she's super talented, but she, like in half of her song, she's talking about like keying some dude's car because he cheated on her. That song is fire. Um, though. I, I sang that song at karaoke once. It's just some, sad. Some, and then though. some some meathead was like, I had no idea you were gay. I was like. What are you talking about? He's like, well, you just sang that song. But yeah. I was like, no, that song just rules. And then, like, <laughs> I don't even know you. Yeah, I don't know. I'm glad we agree on sad. that. No, no, I'm with you. Well, check out this wonderful playlist we made called also, uh, Real Country, because we know everything about uh Also, if you like country. industrial, there is technically country industrial. Oh, oh wow! Oh, Hank, oh well, that Hank the Third made that up. It, oh, yeah. It's terrifying and it it scares me a little, but it it's pretty cool and my kids actually really like it. Hank I don't know really anything loud. about it. That Hank the Third scares song, me in general. That Old Town Road that's technically like like oh the little I Nas X song. Yeah. yeah, it does have a nine inch nail sample. It, it has a nine inch nail sample on it, and it's like it's <laughs> it's got Billy Ray Cyrus on it, which I guess makes it country. But also, pop, we were just talking about but that. But also, we were saying that's they took not even... they took a nine inch nails sample. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, what are you trying to do? Sell records. It's no. A, yeah, Hank Three took that's what audio they're recordings to do. They are, of but... uh, what do you call them? auctioneers no. at cattle auctions <laughs> and ran them through like distortion pedals and then played really heavy country over top of it and released it and. It doesn't make any sense, but if you like industrial, it, it scratches well, that itch. H- Hank three is a whole that's a whole podcast yeah. on his own. He's a weird. I feel like there's even some stuff like some of like the darker experimental Tom Waitsy stuff that could be like it's like yeah. this is kind of industrial, but not like electronic, but like in its rhythm. Yeah, it's very mechanical sounding. But then it also has that weird sort of two nineteen by Tom Waits on his Orphans, Bastards, and Brawlers record is the perfect country song. It's just slightly too heavy to be a country song. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's weird. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, and all, all genre bending is cool. It just, you know, yeah. yeah. But I would think the point you made was the perfect point, which was it's, it's, I, it's, it's not country. It's pop music. Cause they've, you know, kind of figured out the formula for pop country and that's kind of taken yeah. over the whole shit. Then they said everything else was Americana and they're like, no, we're not. Mm-mm. We're still country. Yeah, it yeah, really I, does seem just to be a battle about labels and verbiage yeah. more than it actually is a musical thing because musically they sound nothing alike. You would never listen to a Sturgill Simpson song and confuse it with a Florida Georgia Line song. I think it's really important probably for artists like Sturgill Simpson to take the name back. It's like I am a country artist well, or how what, Tyler Childers is doing. Yeah, well, him they both did that and that was like, I mean, like, not that anyone cares what I think, but like as a fan, like a year ago, like, cause I was always like, I don't like country. I like folk. But then finally a year ago, I was like, no, fuck it. I like country music and I don't care what you think. You know, like, yeah, it's, yeah, they're absolutely taking it back. Or even like Chris Stapleton, who's like the most popular of what I would call good country. Even like, you know, people would be like, oh, he's not country. He's, he's folk Americana or something like you know, I think uh, he's probably flying the flag the highest right now. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a well, just like you know, what is heavy metal or what is hip hop or what is anything? It's just the same in any genre. It's just you know, we're just talking about this because we don't know anything about it, or at least that's my perspective. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to country music in the the pop sphere. It's really interesting because artists like a Garth Brooks, you know, he's what the highest grossing concert yeah. performer of all time. I, I don't I don't I don't know much about Garth Brooks, but I don't have a problem with him at all. I actually don't hate Garth Brooks music because it reminds me a little more of the country that my parents played for me when I was a kid. It's definitely yeah. got a Waylon Jennings kind of feel to it, and it's a little bit outlaw in some aspects especially some of his earlier stuff he also had some great people like warren haynes from government mule writing songs for him in his early days and those are actually the best songs on those records but yeah yeah, him and george Strait are cool there's a netflix nothing wrong with a lot there's like a netflix documentary about garth brooks that just come out and i didn't watch it because i was like man 
I hope there's nothing in here that's going to make me not like him. <laughs> and I feel like there's a reasonable chance there's going to be, so I'm not going to watch Garth Brooks is like the arena rock of country music. Like, you can shout along to the choruses, and they're all about... I couldn't name a single Garth Brooks song. Friends in Low Places, you've never heard of that song? That's not Garth Brooks. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh. Oh, okay, cool. I can name a Garth Brooks song. <laughs> I had no idea. No, that song's fine. Well, I remember I used to get like pissed when I was in college and I was like in the bar, like loading the jukebox with the Mars Volta just to piss people off. And then that song come on a bit. Like, what the fuck? But now like <laughs> back when I was like at Howler's RIP. Yeah. Um, and like that song would come on. I'd be like, all right, I'm about this. I wonder so. if there's a thing with um, just, I don't want to say getting older, but just like maturing as a music listener. And that maybe doesn't even have to do with age just as much as the amount of music that you're intaking, you know, like once you've, once you've listened to so much stuff, I feel like it's easier for your palate to open up and you start understanding and listening to things for different reasons. And maybe you can appreciate music on a different level. Cause I feel like you probably listen to a lot of music. I, I don't think it's necessarily your palate. I think it's necessarily you having that conversation with yourself where you're going to be a little less pretentious because we're all extremely pretentious in our own ways, but you kind of stop being pretentious with yourself and be like, I'm going to give this a chance. I'm going to, you know, find things that I like in this and I'm going to understand this in its own artistic space. I think um, it's important too, to ask yourself, who is this for? Like I could watch kids cartoons with my kids and make fun of them all day, but those aren't for me. They're for little kids and music. I feel is a lot. They don't make a lot of pop records for 40 year old white dudes from the <laughs> suburbs. That, I'm not their target demographic. Yeah. Well, that's like, well, that's I don't like have Scott. to like it. I could like it, but I don't have to like, it. but I'm not who's supposed to like that. And I feel like if you ask yourself that before you start shitting all over something, you'll save yourself a lot of time. Well, that's yeah. That's a girly. Well, you were talking about Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift's not for you, and like, <laughs> and, no, and, it's not for anyone. John. And, and key, not for anyone. And Keys Be Nights by Catch Twenty Two, the greatest ska record of all time, is not for me. It's for like you know, an angry seventeen-year-old, and that's why it's perfect. Um, yeah, I, that's actually a really, really good point. Um, about who is this for? But yeah, but even beyond that, just being able, I think the biggest step back I took when I was like 14 and I was only listening to Lincoln Park and Rammstein. And then I was able to take a step back and be like, oh man, Hard Day's Night by the Beatles is really good. I can like take a step back from being an angry teenager and be like, oh, I understand this. Um, and like, I think everything is about kind of deep pretentiousifying yourself or whatever. Yeah, but I, I think that. I mean, I think it's, yeah, I think that's your whole, that, that, that could apply to all aspects. I don't of love Ramstein's music, but I'll go see him live every single time because oh, yeah. I've never seen anything that insane in my life. I love Rammstein so much. I don't give a shit about their live show. That's how much I love Rammstein. Have you seen the live show? I mean, I've seen, I've never been there. Oh, yeah. you got to be there. No, I mean, I'm sure. I know. I, <laughs> it, I understand. It, it, it took the doubt right out of what was going on. I had, <laughs> I understand, but like... <laughs> The I, I I don't even care about the live show. Live show. That's yeah. how much I love Rammstein. Yeah, I, I am. I I am a very big Rammstein fan. I I love that band to death, and easily probably the best live band I've ever seen. Well, yeah. Um, In terms of, of full spectacle, like, I'm not Jesus Christ. I'm had, not shitting on it at all. I'm just saying that like I appreciate the music. I was on 16 so. years old at the Civic Arena and had no clue what was going on, and I was loving every minute of it. Yeah. And then Ice Cube was there, and that was a whole different ah, family time. values. Weird yeah. time. A good time. Oh yeah, it was. What I was gonna bring up had to do with I forgot the um, shit. We started talking about Rammstein, and my brain just totally. <laughs> broke. I mean, we can we can do that. We can talk about Rammstein. Um, no, I mean, let's let's let's. There's uh, the track "Los" off of "Riza Riza." Is kind of country sounding. It's. It's got okay. It's got a, it's got like it's got a pentatonic thing on acoustic guitar and like he poorly blows on a harmonica for a minute. Yeah, it's not country sounding. I said kinda. Yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying, and I remember when I was. Um, I mentioned this in this video we were in when I was uh 16. That album, I think I was 16. That album came out at like midnight on iTunes, and I stayed up to download it, and I listened, then I burned it to a CD, and I put it in my disc man and laid in bed. 
bed because I was in high school and I listened <laughs> to that album for the first time. And I remember when I heard that song and I was like, all right, I'm sophisticated. I'm listening to, this is multi-genre shit. <laughs> <laughs> but see, speaking of genre bending and whatnot, so many people that I know that would tell me I hate country music. How do you feel about Southern rock? Oh, I freaking love it. It's okay. The, and it's like, dude, it's one notch over. Yeah. It's one hair over. It's just, it's right there. Oh yeah. Like if you want to sit like all the kids that live in Skinner, Polish Hill and say they hate Lawrenceville. Right. It's one notch over, bro. You're the same thing. It's the same thing. It's <laughs> I don't know. That's a, it's a whole different no, demographic. though. I know. I, I just wanted to throw something out there to get people ruffle some feathers. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm making a bad joke. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, but no, it's, it's, it's the same thing. It's the exact, it's all the elements that make Southern rock so great. Yeah. Well, where that all those rock bands from the fifties that, and the guys that were starting to create the new rock sound in the sixties and seventies, when they lived in the South, they'd grown up on country music and they incorporated what they knew into the sound. And it made music that's still incredibly listenable, incredibly enjoyable today. Sure. Yeah. No, it was uh, Southern Rock Rules. That's a whole yeah. different hour, but uh, right. Southern Rock Rules, and we got to take that back from you know idiots lately. But uh, does that does the does Southern Rock even still exist? Like that sound? Are there bands that are Blackberry Smoke? Would okay, definitely be an example of country. Mm-hmm. Rock is, it, right is it? Would it be like a lot of bands that somehow got accidentally looped into like the doom metal scene in one way or another? Like us? Yeah. To an extent. And- <laughs> I think now they just call them rock bands because let's be honest, very few people do what we would consider traditional rock and roll anymore. Yeah. And, but well, yeah, there's a lot. And exist. again, it, 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 what I've noticed more now is it doesn't necessarily have nearly as much to do with geographics back in the seventies. All those bands that were making that sound were coming out of Florida, Georgia, North Carolina. Well, that's because radio, radio is made now, way more local. Some of the before. better Southern rock bands I've heard are from Canada. There's a band called Monster Truck. They're, they sound like Wow, what Leonard, a band name. They sound like Leonard Skinner songs you haven't heard. Yeah. They're from Alberta. And Blackberry Smoke, they're from North Carolina, but it, it doesn't have quite as country a feel, but it's definitely Southern rock. I mean, yeah, people I mean, well, people do everything everywhere now. I'm sure there's a great Southern rock band from fucking Hokkaido right now. Yeah. You don't even know. <laughs> yeah. God, and I hope the, so. Well, Joe, Joe Maruk shouts out, he does art for a band from uh, Denmark. And they're called I I I think I'm getting this wrong, but I think they're called like Loud and Rowdy, and they're a Southern rock band from Denmark. <laughs> and they have like sick logo, and they're really good, but they're Danish. Yeah. Um. So I mean, regionalism doesn't exist anymore in the age of the internet, but uh, I'm I'm sure people are still doing Southern rock, and I'm sure it's awesome. I'm not up on it. You know, when I listen, want to listen to Southern rock, I want to listen to Saturday Night Special because it's dope. And, uh, you know, Almond Betts band, they actually were just here a couple weeks ago. Very good. Oh, yeah. it's Dwayne Almond's son and uh, Dickie Betts' son, I believe. And yeah, they kind of sound like the Almond Brothers. Not, they're doing new stuff. Not familiar, but Derek Trucks is the best slide guitar player in the world. On the planet. Hands down. I feel like there's the world and the planet are the same. No. <laughs> <laughs> there's um an, an interesting concept around you know what people perceive as being country versus the things that they know which we have kind of been talking about here and i think that it's just putting getting people to interact with these i at at the point completely went outside of my head. I'm still thinking about Rammstein and I apologize. <laughs> I mean, we can, we can, we can talk about Rammstein. I think that with fuck. your, your, you, you, you had your, uh, Olive Garden thesis. So we made our point internet about the country music. So we can talk about Rammstein <laughs> if you want. <laughs> Listen to my playlist, Olive Garden nailed it. What do you think if man, we're in a bad spot right now. What's the one that says eat do? I'm sorry. There's one that says eat on it. 
just push that one for an hour? It would probably be more advantageous for your listeners if you just push that for an hour. Okay. Well, All you... these buttons used to mean something. They don't really anymore. Just never took the tape off. Uh, my, uh, I have stupid tape on my synthesizer that it does shit like that now. Excellent. Yay! Nice. Anyway, what were you saying? I have no fucking idea. Well, you were already derailed, and then I yeah, just... totally, totally derailed. The interesting thing about music is that. So most, a lot of people may not take music as seriously as maybe any of us do, but it still somehow leaves this impact on them as a person and who they are, Certainly. which is really interesting. And I think that there's, it's already been mentioned, but I think that there's just this thing with country that is so like, this is not me. I, like, I, I can't relate with this. I think everybody, I want to say people don't take musically as seriously as we do, but I think everybody takes music extremely seriously, but in their own way. Yeah. Even if it's like wallpaper or whatever. I mean, some people will be like, no, bro, I don't. But uh, I think everybody takes music really seriously in their own way. But that being said, no, I just think it's a cultural thing and like, you know, where you're, you know, what you're here and it's just like a easy thing to make fun of. It's just low hanging fruit. But I think what and again, this is a bunch of people who live in the city having this conversation. Yeah, I mean, these if are you went these, into the, the rural. These areas, are people that are talking about say the exact same again. You could we're talking rap. about Rammstein. So like that's our point of reference. But uh, no, but I mean, well, I think that's probably what's so refreshing about it for me, because if I could pick one word to like describe my like super fervent interest in like new country music is refreshing um because it it is for me like i mean it's as a musician it's absolutely for me it's you know there's musicianship and just excellent songwriting as you know somebody who's you know socially politically interested it's for me um it's absolutely it's got you know, everything, like all the topics that I care about, talking about them in a really like earnest, genuine, candid way. Uh, socially, it's for me, same thing. Um, and just uh, artistically, it's for me because like everything you try and do like as a band and you're like, what's the worst thing you can be? It's like overproduced, bro, or something Uh you know, all the stuff you can't, you're trying to be like, you know, trying, we're trying to be more raw. We're going to sound more live on this one. No one sounds more live than these guys. No one, no one has sounds like they have better musicianship because they're just sitting down and doing it. And like, that is so goddamn refreshing, you know, as a guy that loves progressive rock, as a guy that loves stoner rock, as a guy that loves doom, as a guy that loves Rammstein, as a guy that loves all of these things that are like make up my entire being. What's really refreshing is hearing somebody just kick ass at getting the soul of what we're really going for and doing it in a totally different, like minimalist different way, but still just nailing it. It's refreshing. It may not even necessarily be a different way as much as it is just like a an authentic approach. way. Yeah. Well, it's I don't genuine. I don't think uh, we're less genuine or they're more authentic or anything like that. It's just a different approach. We're all going, I mean, everybody is going for the same thing, but like, it's just a different approach. And that approach is ref yeah. refreshing. I mean, I think that there is something to be said, um, you know, nothing against any bands out there, but like, you know, when like you're at a show and a band is about to play that you've never seen before. And you already know exactly what they're going to sound like based off of the t-shirts that they're wearing and the heads that they have on their amps. Yeah. <laughs> like that's kind yeah. of exhausting over a period that, of time. That block letter 5150 and that yeah. Mesa boogie. Yeah. After, after a certain period of time, it's like, this is all the same. And like it's in our, it's as a musician, it's like, okay, well, it's not wrong for you to want to emulate the things that you love and have fun with your friends and play music. That's cool. Well, the, well, the reason we're sick of it is because we immerse ourselves in it. Yeah. We're sick of it for a reason. It's not anyone's fault, but, but anyway, continue. But I think that 
but it's like, I wonder how much like you have to find music accidentally. I think, I think it's really hard to be like, Oh, I'm going to go out of my way and I'm going to give country a chance. Most people won't do that. I feel like it's going to be a thing where maybe they hear a song in a movie and they can't stop thinking about it or they're on a long drive with some friends and someone's playing it. I really discovered Sturgill Simpson was the short, unfortunately short lived HBO show vinyl Sturgill Simpson wrote and performed the theme song to it. Okay. And I heard the theme song. I was like, this is dope. What is this? And I was like, who's this Sturgill Simpson cat? I'm like, Oh, he's a country guy. Well, that didn't sound like a country song, but maybe I'll check it out. And here we are several years later, (laughs) real excited. So, well, well, I was just gonna say, if you, if you want to check out something heavy, I think it's the first song on this playlist, uh, Cole by Tyler Childers. That's like one of the heaviest songs I ever heard. Like I would even go as far as to say that it slams and it's just one vocal and one acoustic guitar. Yeah. And that track slams. So like, I think, I think any, you know, any, anybody that's into at least the kind of metal that I'm into would be into that song. Like it's, uh, it's, we're all going to the same thing. I think I just come up with this thesis as we're talking, but we're all going to the same place. We're just going by different routes. And I think, you know, I think, you know, Tyler and Sturgill are going to the same places. You know, you might be with your music and I might be with my music and we're just going there by a totally different, you know, technology and terrain, but you know, we're all aiming for the same thing. So here's an interesting question. And this might be one of the last things that we, we may end on this depending on how long the answer goes. Okay. So as somebody who you write and talk about a lot of music, you have a blog and you're very passionate about the things that you share. John, you do not have a blog, but you're also very passionate and you're always telling people to listen to music. I don't think I've ever been around you without getting at least 20 album suggestions. That's fair. Um, And I produce content for this idiot. (laughs) How do the two of you deal with people not caring as much as you do? Like if you're like, you're really convinced like, uh, like bro, I know you would love this album and you show it to them and they're like, I don't get it. You're like, what the fuck? How do you deal with that feeling? You, answer you mean first. aside from tying them down and forcing them to listen to it? Yeah. Aside from that. Cause I okay. don't know the legal ramifications of that. That's happened. So. <laughs> My wife's been held hostage for records many times. <laughs> we should actually close with your parliament story, but let's, that's but, a good story, but, but carry but, on. But yeah, no, I, I mean, there's the initial disappointment because I genuinely, I have nothing to gain by sharing music with people other than someone else enjoying something that I enjoy. I don't make money off it. It doesn't make my life different. I just want people to enjoy something that I enjoy. And so there's, there's obviously disappointment when I send somebody a song. I'm like, you should really check this out. I think you're going to like it. And then I talk to them a week later. No, I haven't even listened to it yet. Or eh, I listened to it and it's just kind of, uh, but I think that's the one that gets me is that I didn't listen to it yet. Mm. If you, if, cause anybody that's gave you my, a flyer for a show 10 days ago <laughs> or five days ago, anybody that's in my circle of friends knows how I feel about music. And most of them would claim at least to be pretty into music too. Mm-hmm. So if I send you something and you just don't even listen to it, then I'm just really disappointed and I just kind of let it go. But if you don't like it, then I'm actually it's almost as good as if you liked it because now I want to know why you didn't like it. No, we talk about it. I thought you would have liked it. So now I want to know what did I have wrong or what did, how did it, you know, sound to you that it didn't sound to me? What was there sonically, lyrically, your, because I mean, we're all shaped by our experiences and a song that really strikes something emotional and resonates with me is not going to, re- even if you love it, you're not going to resonate with it exactly the same way that I do. And so I, that's my favorite part about music is not as much that you like the same stuff as me, but why do you like what you like? Why do I like what I like? And getting to the the human part of it, because that's always what's interesting to me is when I hear a song asking myself, okay, I like this. Why? I've kind of, I try not to be disappointed, but, uh, but I mean, I, you know, ultimately am, but I think I'm to the point where I just like, I just kind of gave up. Like, I'm just like, I just love what I love and I love what I love so much. And I will absolutely try and ram it down your throat. But like, 
And I really want to share it with you, but like at the, at the end of the day, like I just love it so much and that's all I can do. And I have like, I have some interesting friends that, you know, have like really big breadth of things that they like that we can talk about and bullshit. And I'm in like a really good Facebook group where, you know, we talk about records and stuff and like really objectively it's cool. Although they like immortal way more than they should. Um, but, uh, we're doing Jimmy Buffett right now, actually. Um, <laughs> uh, note to everyone, Jimmy Buffett sober does not sound the same as Jimmy Buffett messed up. It's much worse. Much, <laughs> much worse. But but at but, but the end of the day, like, honestly, like, I want to share every everything that I love, whether it's music or food or, like, you know, uh, whatever, like, with, with people. And, like, I want to and I want to talk about it, but the same, but, but I love it. And, uh, you know, it's not going to detract from my love of something yeah. whether or not somebody's into it. I think in high school, I was a lot more yeah, interested in like being like, yo, you should check out this album. I think it's really good. And I would show my friends it. And a lot of people just didn't get it. And it's disappointing. And now I just like, kind of don't care. And I don't really talk to anybody about anything. But, but, it, but you know what, at the, at the same time, I'm a total hypocrite. Cause at the same time, if something's awesome, I blow people up about it. I blow shit up all the time. Like, I don't think I'm solely responsible for Hell Ripper being popular in Pittsburgh, but I'm part of it. <laughs> like there's this, uh, like Scottish, like one man black and roll project called Hell Ripper that I love to death. And I would like to think that like now it is like I, everybody I know in Pittsburgh's into it just cause I'm like, this is great. And I'm just going to fucking, I'll, I will just like cold message you at, you know, 11 PM and be like, yeah, you want to hear a song about Satan? You know, like, <laughs> yes. and that's my favorite. That's my, yeah. So, I mean, if people aren't into it, whatever, but like, I'm always gonna, it's the one thing that makes me the most excited in the world is fucking sharing art with people. Like, how could you not want to do that? Like if you eat something great, you're like, you taste this or like, you know, if you like smell something gross, but like, you smell this you know yeah this is all about human connection i don't know so i i don't think i answered your question but that was some strange consciousness an about it you answer you answered my question i mean if this was a test i don't know what your grade would be but you answered it strong c strong c <laughs> <laughs> not a c plus just a strong strong c for country <laughs> exactly <No>. <laughs> <laughs> thank god you got that so, John, are you going to be writing any country songs anytime soon? Um, honest. Okay. Well, honestly, um, so at the beginning of quarantine, I wrote a song that you played on your thing called Low Tide. Um, it was a very kind of country influenced riff, and then I kind of put some some slaps on it. Um, no, I'm very influenced by everything. I mean, uh, Jake the Hawk, we call ourselves Appalachian Desert Rock, and I think the kind of country that we're into describes itself as being very Appalachia versus being the South. Um, that's always going to influence me. Um, and I would love to, you know, play bluegrass and stuff. I was, like, looking for people to just do, like, a bluegrass combo with because it would be fun as fuck. Um, yeah, absolutely I would because it's awesome. Um, you know, in Jake the Hawk and I, that influence has always been a part of me. Does that mean that we're going to do that kind of shit in Jake the Hawk? Probably not. But is, uh, all of Jake the Hawk's music from the beginning influenced by the same shit that influences this stuff? Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, it, it all comes from the same place and it's all going to the same place. We're just going by a different path. So I'd say yes, already. Um, and then when I'm, you know, sitting at his house or something, you know, just playing guitar, I'm not playing shitty acoustic versions of stoner rock songs. I'm playing bluegrass songs. Yeah. We're singing murder ballads. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's what, uh, yeah. And, uh, honestly, like in Jake the Hawk, we're talking about like what covers we could do and we're not covering Fu Manchu. Like we're covering. <laughs> not that there would be anything wrong with that. It would be boring. Shut up. Fu Manchu's awesome. No, we like songs that, were, but no, but like I mean, songs that we've like practiced are yeah, are like you know, versions of old you know songs like that that no one knew who even wrote them, you know, kind of you know stuff about, you know, people people drowning in the mountains and stuff like that's awesome. So to, yeah, absolutely. To answer your question, 
Not even now, but the whole time. That's what I've been about this whole time. But cool. it's just the way it sounds right now is through the lens of the way I play music. And Chad, how have you used your platform, if at all, to help promote authentic country? Um, I went to the Tyler and Sturgill show, hyped it up as much as I could beforehand, as well as shared videos for it. And I am always looking for country artists that I haven't heard of. And I do try to share their songs whenever they, because I feel like it's definitely an underserved genre. Sure. And so I just try to and get it. It probably out helps, there. you know, tell them about the t-shirt we got coming out. We do have a t-shirt coming out that says bootleggers, not bootlickers. No, no, no. It's a, <laughs> you, you totally ruined that. It said, uh, be a, be a bootlegger, not a bootlicker. Got it. Oh, you really fumbled that. I killed it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just try to shine whatever little spotlight I can on people that are doing good stuff in any genre of music. Honestly, I, there, I can't think of a single genre that I would say I completely don't like. There's obviously stuff I'm more interested in than others, but if it sounds good, it sounds good. And I think the sooner we get away from, I like everything but country and just saying, I like good music and I like music that speaks to me. We'll all be better off. We're all coming from the same place. We're all going to the same place. Yeah. We're just going by a different path. Yeah. I think that there is an understanding of each other as people that we need to, it's like, we need to get there at some point in time. And if we can't even have an understanding of like, Oh, you like country. I like this. Like, how are we even going to get into some of the deeper shit that we got to get into? Which as John would say, that's a whole nother hour. Yeah, we got, we got, we got hours. <laughs> we'll get into that some yeah, other time. Yeah, we got we got so many hours. You know, <laughs> tune, tune in on DVE next hour. Yeah, but uh, so anybody watching at home, check out the song uh, "Cole" by Tyler Childers on there. Let's say Dead, "Dead Man's Curve," which is also on this playlist by him, is a really good one. Um, that are like really kind of like heavy, grim kind of songs. But then there's also some some fun, stupid songs on this playlist. There's some, some mopey ones, some party songs, just uh shuffle it up, hang out. But, uh, that's, uh, that's what, uh, we'll you know, link in the description. Or yeah. Yeah. I'll put the link in the description. Look it up. Uh, people will be able to see this screen on the video. I, I was piping it in. Oh, nice. So yeah. See, so check it out. Like, uh, like a nope, cake. That's not it. Piping yes. it in like on a cake. Yes. Also Jake, the Hawk stuff coming up soon. Lots of stuff. That's the whole reason we were here, right? Just to, to for that that two second Jake the Hawk promo. <laughs> Look at it. oh, you don't have any your band. Where's your bandana? At? It's in my pocket. Pull, rip that shit out, bro. This fucking black and gold shit. Well, no, no. Actually, we're it's upside down. We're yeah. so we're so about it. It says <laughs> it says Appalachian Desert. It's still rock. backwards. Is it? Yeah, it's backwards. Flip it. We're very good at this. There you go. Wow. So Appalachian Desert Rock, because that's what we're. So yeah, we're we're the we're, vast amount of deserts found in Appalachia. The deserts inside you. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> um, no, that's uh, no, we've we've been in it from day one. So, all right. Well, with all that being said, that's an end of the podcast. Normally, I would do. Like, you didn't a, do your intro with the beer and soda. In the yeah, fridge, I know. I'm, I'm cutting really, it. I'm, I'm not really doing it anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'm now you just made anymore. him do it, so you've ruined the entire. I'm not doing it anymore. No intros. No outros. It's not about me. <laughs> it it's about ends you. And you're curious. If but you is there anything that you want to plug? You're dropping that in, though. At least you got to drop that in. That's the whole reason to listen to your podcast. Here. Nope, it's gone. It's never happening again. Um, you can do a cover of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a bluegrass one. Um, uh, okay, yeah, I guess we're gonna say uh, well on um, October twenty seventh, twenty whatever the isn't it the Saturday before Halloween. Um, that would be the twenty fourth. We're that. doing a Tony Hawk's Pro Skater the Remaster tournament streaming on Twitch from the Riff Zealot um, Twitch account, streaming it from Black Lotus Pizza in Bloomfield, which rules. And um, so that's cool. Check that out, and then um, coming out sometime early next year. Uh, Jake the Hawk's got a new record on Ripple Music, and uh, we just shot a music video yesterday, and it was super cool. I got to stand in the woods with a guitar that wasn't plugged in, pretending that I was playing guitar. So uh, look out for that. 
but uh, we're really thrilled to be on Ripple Music, and everything's going to be great, and I'm very happy. And uh, hey, everything sucks this year, other than music. It's a great every year's a great year for music. This year is no exception. I'm looking at that camera. I don't know if it's. I mean, this this one's the one that's on right now, but whatever. Oh, I've been looking at that one the whole time. I mean, they're both on. I'm yeah. just I'm switching between them. <laughs> every year is a great year for music. 2020 is no exception. It's my catchphrase. Riff Zealot. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook. We're uh, always doing dumb stuff and trying to help you find some new bands as well as if you're a band out there and you need help with merch, that's what we do. Find us. Cool. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. One more time. John, Chad, Riff Zealot, Jake the Hawk, country music. Listen to it. I'll be back again next week. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start to beat 2020 all together. He's doing whatever he wants. And shout out to Stacy. I I, I put that camera back on so you're in there. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Peace.